Is That Really in the Bible presents the teaching ministry of David Freeman. All right. There's a song entitled, You'll Be Blessed. Now, it's a song by Elton John, and I have to admit, I like some of his music. I like Crocodile Rock. Never knew me a better time, and I guess I never will. Uh, but the song, could, You'll Be Blessed, could be a beautiful song if it was given in the right connotation of a husband and a wife an expecting mother thinking about their child. It could be, you know, it would be, a, well, it is a, a beautiful song, but when you consider, you know, Elton John can't have children, and the only option there would be uh, adoption. So that's what makes it sort of, you know. But if I look at it, and just thinking about a man and a woman, a husband and wife, and an expecting mother, the word says, and you'll, and you, you'll be blessed. You'll have the best. I promise you that. I'll pick a star from the sky, pull your name from a hat. I promise you that. I promise you that. You'll be blessed. And I can't think of any parents that, I mean, obviously we don't want our children to be cursed. I mean, that's not something we pray. We all want our children to be blessed. So the title of this message is A God, A God That Wants to Bless You. And this is not a prosperity teaching. It's not a uh, send in your seed donation of $1,000 and God will triple it, you know, whatever. It's not uh, name it and claim it. It's none of that. And we're going to look at some things about just, just what are, what does it mean to be blessed by God? Most people would, would have a general um, answer to that question which is only partially true. Now, okay, God wants to bless you. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 4, Blessed shall you be, be the fruit of your body, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, and the increase of your kind, and the flocks of your sheep. Blessed shall be your basket and your store. Blessed shall you be when you come in. And blessed shall you be when you go out. I mean, I love that. And now it is talking about national blessings. I know that. But a nation consists of individual people. And uh, so this, this, you know, blessed, I, I like that idea. Blessed when you come in. Blessed when you go out. You can't get away from the blessings. <laughs> but what does it mean? To be blessed by God. I want to go there first. Now I think what most people think of would be money and material things. Maybe cars, maybe homes, maybe a lot of money in the bank. I think that that is a, a general idea that people have. I was reading online and some uh, talking about uh, you know blessings and Christians and and riches and all that and and it said this one quote said do two people really need a three bedroom three bathroom house and I thought to myself I said oh, wait a minute me and Teresa it's the two of us we have three bedroom three bathroom house and one of the reasons we have it not because I need it but I just like to build stuff. I probably have more square footage in decks and patios than I do inside the home. 
I like to build things. I just love to build. I like to imagine it. I like to create it. I like to build it in my mind. And then I like to literally do it. So, you know, okay, does the person really need all this? Well, you need to consider resale value. You know, if you ever go to sell your house, you know, you, you probably, you know, might need a few more bathrooms. As you get older, a couple gets older, I guarantee you, you're going to need more than one bathroom. <laughs> Or one of you is going to have to go out in the woods or something <laughs> quickly. <you know? laughs> and I think of Solomon who spent seven years on the temple. That's the temple of God and 13 years on his own palace or home. Uh, and it is, again, it's not, nothing. I think he loved to build. In fact, I know he did. You know, I built me, you know, fountains. I built me homes. I built me all these wonderful things. I mean, he was a, a visionary. He could see things. He, he, his creativity. He loved to do this. The joy that comes from building it. Like I said, I, I don't really sit on my decks and patios that much. I just enjoy, it was the work of doing it. That's where the satisfaction was in the doing it. Once it's done, it's like my hammock. I never get in it. It's a beautiful hammock. It's hanging in a perfect place. It's got mulch around, you know, but I just, you know, it was the creativity of it. So it was the joy. The joy was in the work. And I think uh, Solomon realized that. God blesses us with material things so that we can be a blessing to others. If you are blessed financially, material things, God blesses you so that you can be a blessing to others. And one of the things we want to ask ourselves, are they, the things that you have, are they idols or are they blessings? It's a big difference between the two. Blessings, nothing wrong with that. But you can drift over into, you know, is this an idol? So I want to look at some warnings about riches. I'll go through these quickly, but you can write down the reference. 1 John 3 and verse 17. But if anyone has this world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Okay, that's a warning for people that are wealthy and rich. You see your brother in need, you know, and you, you just don't have any compassion. Matthew 6 and verse 19 through 21. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust does destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. A lot of truth in that, that statement. Where your treasures is, that, that, that's where your heart's going to be. What's in, what's in the heart? Okay. 1 Timothy 6, 9 through 10. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Not the root, but a root to all kinds of evil. Matthew 16 and verse 26. For what will it profit a man? If he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul, or what shall a man give in return for his soul? And Matthew 6 and verse 24, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. Now, I finally came home one day to realize what this really meant. And it was in a question that I had to ask myself, how much time serving material things take. You know, 
I have a lot of material things, and I love to keep them nice and clean and shiny and, and beautiful, and I spend a lot of time. So it's just a question. You cannot serve, you know, two masters. So a question I'm asking myself personally is, you know, how much time does this serving these material things that I have, how much time do I spend? In comparison, let's say, to what God wants or what God wants me to do. You have to measure that. Not that you shouldn't take care of. Now, now it, it drives me crazy to see people who don't take care of their possessions. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of a, 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 it's, it's, it's a, a place, it looks like a junk heap. In fact, it is a junk heap. You know, and I'm thinking, why doesn't that guy just get some stuff and throw it all away? Get a truck there and just throw it all away. But, but we should, one of the ways that we say, God, thank you, is by taking care of what we have. That's one of the ways we say, thank you, Lord. You know, you buy your son a bicycle, brand new. He leaves it outside, the chain starts to rust, the seat starts to rot. What does that say? It says he's not thankful for the bicycle. Okay, so, so we have to measure all this out. Now, it bothers me, probably bothers you sometimes, the prosperity of the wicked. It rains on the just and the unjust. That's not how I would do it. It's a good thing I'm not God, you know, because I would make it rain down fence lines, you know. This wicked person is not getting a drop of rain, and this other good person, he's getting plenty of rain. But, but it says God makes it rain on the just and unjust. We all know people who have wealth and abundance, and they are evil, wicked people. I think of politicians, for example. Politicians' homes, for example. Mansions. And they are, not all of them, but in some cases, totally corrupted by the way they govern. Okay? So what does it mean to be blessed by God? There must be more to it. So let's look at blessings. Okay, money and material things, that's important. Someone said the best, I think it was Ron Dark, said the best rule for helping the poor is don't become one. Uh, <laughs> uh, how you handle it, your, your, your uh, money and material things. Are you generous? Or does it consume all of your time? We need to measure that out. Blessings from God. Family. That's another great, great blessing. Family. You know, in the Bible, you read about incredible dysfunctional families in the Bible. Absalom tried to kill his father. Now get that. He's trying to kill his own father. Adonijah was the son of David. He came forward and announced, I'm going to be the next king. Man, he had an ego, did he not? <laughs> I've just decided I'm going to be the next king. And uh, so he got chariots and horses ready. He also got 50 men to run in front of him. His father had never tried to stop him from doing what he wanted to do. His father never asked him, why are you acting the way you do? And also, Ananijah was very handsome. Now, I think this is one of the results here of polygamy. Uh, here's the bottom line. David could not be a good father to all these boys and girls. Children spell love, T-I-M-E. That's how they spell love. And, uh, you know, you just can't um, be, I think, there's sometimes... Uh, 
maybe needs to be a cap on, okay, how many children am I going to bring into the world? You know, not that, I mean, children are a blessing from God. Well, I'll get to that later. But anyway, I've always looked at myself as, as having a very blessed family. For one, we're all in the church, which makes an incredible amount of difference. In fact, I think it, may, it makes all the difference in the world. Um, I recently, there's a guy that walks down the road a lot. <clears throat> He's gotten in trouble all his life, never can keep a driver's license. <clears throat> I picked him up many, many times. He got in my truck and he said, I hate my family. And he goes into this long spill and I'm going to disown them all. You'd be surprised how many people fit into that category. They just hate their family. They don't get along with it. And I think in a lot of cases, it's not even your fault. A lot of times it can be, you know, a lot of times we take the blame for it. And it's not your fault at all. It can be, you know, one rebel, one, you know, maybe alcoholic, uh, one person who is causing the ruckus in the family. And sometimes we feel guilty. And it's not even our fault, you know. And we, we, need to, we need to realize that, that it may not even be your fault. It may be the one bad apple, let's say. Number three, marriage is a blessing. Whosoever finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Now, to me, how this, can, how this happens is basically a mystery. At least it is for me. I mean, if, when you think of 50% of marriages end in divorce, it is a mystery. I don't know if I could tell you why me and Teresa have a wonderful marriage. I know it was love at first sight. Now, a lot of you probably don't believe in that, but uh, I believe in it because it was. <laughs> True love is more than just sex. It's respect for each other. It's being very grateful for one another, appreciative of one another. And it is a mystery of how, why do, why do some marriages work and some don't? You know, I, I, I really... Um, it's, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. But uh, we have a great, and it's a, very, it's a great blessing uh, that we have. Children are a great blessing. You got someone that can take care of you when you get old. That's, that's one of the things you want to look at. Uh, happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemy in thy gates. Now, again, I'm not talking about, you know, in the Bible, polygamy was practiced. Again, children spell love, T-I-M-E. Can you spend time, and this is a personal decision, how many children you bring, families bring into the world, but, but can you spend time with three, six, eight, ten? How much quality time can you spend with those children? You need to measure that. You need to, measure, you need to think about it. Can I spend that quality time? Because good parenting revolves around how much time can you spend with each child. It really does. It's a personal decision. King David had to, you know, his main obligation was being the king. I mean, think about that. As a father, you have an obli obligation to make money, to be the breadwinner. So it's something that we have to consider. Rebecca was one of the greatest blessings we ever experienced, at least for me personally. And I didn't even want children. Children, I think Teresa did. But I, I didn't even want children. And, and, and Rebecca, you know, came along. And what an incredible blessing she has. What a, 
a teaching instrument for us because, you know, she's not, in a way, she's not like, well, we have similar, but, but she's, not like, she's not like either one of us. There are qualities that she has that I wish I had. And uh, it's just uh, really a great blessing. Now, there must be a false kind of love. And I want to look at the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. First of all, I'm going to look at a, a list of things we can do without love. Though I, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not love, I become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. I'm giving you a list of things you can do without love. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith that I could move a mountain and have not love, I am nothing. Imagine that, moving a mountain, but you don't have love. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me absolutely nothing. Love is important. And there's a lot of things you can do without love. But then it goes on. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not want, to be, it, it, it does not want what belongs to others. It does not brag. It is not proud. It is not rude. It does not look out for its own interests. It is, does not easily become angry. It does not keep track of other people's wrong. Love is not happy with evil, but it is full of joy when the truth is spoken. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It never gives up. Love never fails. The fifth thing blessings from God is health. You know, if you don't have your health, you do not have anything. All the money in the world, all the riches, all the things that, you know, if you don't have the health to enjoy it, it's just, I mean, it's incredible. Personal health. Third John 1 and verse 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So now I want to look at what keeps us from being blessed. Well, the first one, obvious, is, is obviously, is disobedience. Deuteronomy 11 and verse 27, A blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and a curse if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God. Very simplistic approach here. Blessing if you obey, curses if, if, you, if you don't obey. I want to be blessed, but is my disobedience keeping me from being blessed? I mean, I think that's, sometimes we have secret things that we struggle with. Secret th sins that we struggle with. We can have sin out of ignorance. We don't even know that you know, this is wrong. Sometimes we just don't want to know. You ever been there? <laughs> you know, I would rather just not know. And that thing you don't want to know is keeping you from being blessed by God. Sometimes we play the ignorant game or whatever you want to call it. Number two, what keeps us from, from being blessed? Fear. Fear not is found 62 times in the Bible, that phrase, fear not. It kept them, fear kept them from entering the promised land, which was what? Well, it would have been a great blessing for them. Uh, but fear kept them from having that blessing. Fear. 
Third, what keeps us from being blessed? When we fail to give thanks, is it dangerous to not give thanks? Just a question. Is it dangerous not to give thanks? Romans 1 and verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 1, this know also, that in the last days, and I think perilous times shall come, we talk about the last days, we have to be either in them or very close. <laughs> For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. When a nation becomes unthankful, what happens to that nation? Oh, it's not good. You know, we have Thanksgiving Day. I'm surprised it's not been outlawed. June is Pride Month. You know, it's, it's when my birthday is, June 1st. You know. And now it's Pride Month. Gay Pride. Who are you being thankful to? Obviously, the question, the answer is God. Number third, what, uh, number four, what keeps, us from what keeps us from blessing is unbelief. Unbelief. The way you think, you are not your thoughts. The danger comes when we think we are our thoughts. There's a lot of thoughts that go through our head daily, but you are not your thoughts. You know, sometimes, okay, we're tempted. Sometimes, okay, I'm tempted. Tempted to lust, tempted to temptation. And I have to say to myself, David, that's not who you are in Jesus Christ. You are not, even though the thoughts are there, you are not your thoughts. There was a monk, elderly monk. He served in the monkery. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> but he was a monk, an elderly monk. And they asked him, they said, what's the one takeaway that you can give us in all your years of service? You know, they, 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 they meditate six hours a day. Uh, what's one bit of advice you can give? And he said, without hesitation, don't believe everything you think. Don't believe everything you think. You know, a lot of times we think everything I think is the gospel truth. No, it's not. You know, when it comes to religion, people can all have all kinds of crazy ideas. I was talking to someone just recently. He said he thought the New Jerusalem, New Jerusalem was Mars. I'm thinking, what kind of psychedelic drugs have you, do you smoke when you read the Bible? Uh, but, you know, people have their ideas, okay? I don't think I'll ever get better. I don't think this will ever work out. Negative thoughts. When we question, does God really love me? I will never leave you, never forsake you. It's a promise. But we question things. Matthew 13 and verse 58, And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. So is unbelief keeping you from being blessed? I want to conclude with a poem. All my help from God. God's love and mercy gave me birth. God blessed me on my mother's arm. God blessed my mother to love me. 
to her heart, I was a charm. God blessed me in the cradle. God blessed my days of youth. God blessed me with a mother and a father that always taught me the truth. God gave me life, health, and strength, and eyes that I might see. Every blessing of my life, God has handed down to me. God blessed me with a conscience to guide my steps day by day. Yet I am an alien, vile, and blind. Open my heart to know your way. God has blessed me 28 years of age. This is a young person talking. Bless my arms with a poet's hand. How my pencil has written this book. Tis more than my heart can understand. So when you think of your life, you know, as you look at your life, there's a lot of things. You look back in your life that you have accomplished, that you have done. And sometimes we ask the question, how do we do the things that we do? How did you do it? All your accomplishments, all, all of the things that you've done in your life. And the answer is, how do we do it? The answer is very simple. God's blessings upon you. For more information, check us out online at isthatreallyinthebible.net. Listen to the podcast, watch the weekly program, worship with us on our weekly Sabbath service, and be sure to visit our free bookstore. Again, the website is isthatreallyinthebible.net. If you would like more information or if you have any questions, write to Is That Really in the Bible? 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Or visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net.